It's the X of 52 podcast on Monday night, June 5th, 2023. Probably listening to this on a Tuesday morning of June 6th, 2023. I think that's a, a D Day, right? D- June 6th. Never, yeah. yeah, never forget. That's right. You know, like the Band of Brothers, things of that nature. Um, to anyone who served that's listening to this, I can't imagine there's many of you, but we thank you for your service. Um, yeah, so we are almost at full strength. We are down one Taylor Smythe, uh, but that's okay. It's me, Jake, here with Eric, with Spenny, with the B-Man, who's looking like he's working for Inatech or something. Got the uh, the headset on there. Um, the Ravens polo just looking great. Uh, boys, how are we doing? Eric, I guess we'll, we'll start with you here. Good. Good. Um, trying to remember. What was this weekend? Fun weekend, big booty. I'm sure we'll talk about some other stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was a good week. It was, I'm doing good. It's a Monday, so that's bad, but it's over, and we're on, we're on to the next day, so can't complain. I said bacon and salsa for uh, dinner, so my, art, my arteries are, like, nice and clogged. Mm, that's what we want. Brian, how's it going? Splendid. Yeah. Um, I remember what I did this weekend, Eric. Uh, just a crazy move to just be like, hmm, yeah, I don't know. What a I can't remember podcast. two hours ago. You need to eat some eggs, man. Um, Getting up there. Yeah, no, I, I uh, did some some fun little Home Depot around the house, bought some new shoes, little pop, scrape some popcorn ceiling, Ooh. play a little baseball, a little golf, a little bit of everything, man. Watch a memorial. Good times, good vibes. And the Knights, yeah. Game one win. Love to see it. Mm. Gentle spin. It's been it's been a while, right? How's it going? It's going well, except I just cracked the hood of my Callaway Maverick driver somehow uh, a couple hours ago, so it's under warranty. That'll be getting replaced here. Got myself some new irons and just just golfing, living life, and enjoying enjoying a nice Orioles run. Enjoying them somehow manufacturing wins always and chilling man i've got a lot of sun definitely have a horrible farmer's tan and hoping to uh to continue making it worse here you yeah. got a heck of a glow going i gotta say you do mm-hmm. it looks very like looks very beach bummy you kind of look like trey anastasio you know in the middle of like some kind of tequila bender down in the uh, the caribbean islands it's pretty it's a good look i, I gotta give it to you but uh Before we go any further, we are presented, as always, by Jimmy's Famous Seafood, the favorite dining spot of the Ravens, the Orioles, and yours truly. Head on down to 6526 Hollabird Avenue to officially get famous or order online with a 10% markdown on your first purchase or free two-day nationwide shipping. Anyone out of state, I hope you're listening, on orders $125 and up with the code CRABINFEVER. It's like cabin fever, but crabbin fever. Uh, and that is C-R-A-B-B-I-N-F-E-V-E-R. Some restrictions apply. Jimmy's Seafood. Get famous, baby. And I, I wanted to get that ad read out of the way in the effort of looping in another ad read for an event that we have, or at least one of us has, coming up this Sunday night. Eric, you want to get into that a little bit? Yeah, so I am. I am hosting a... I guess it, it, they're calling it like crab cakes with Tyler. Um, Tyler Wells is making an appearance at gym. Crab cakes and baseball. Um, crab cakes and baseball, baby. Um, Sunday night from 6 to 8, I'm hosting a Q&A. I think it's from 7.30 to 8. Um, but if you use exit or Exit 52 as promo code, um, we 
as a podcast, us, I didn't tell you guys, we've paid off $20 off of uh, tickets for the next 24 hours. So if you buy a ticket, use the ex the promo code exit 52, you get 20 bucks off your uh, the ticket. So come on out, you know, have some crab cakes, drink some, have a bunch of food and drink specials and that stuff. Um, Tyler's going to be signing autographs, doing pictures. Um, and then again, a nice little Q and a at the end. So that's this Sunday. I think it's the, what is it? Is that the 11th? Yes. June 11th. 9th and 11th. Yep. And then, uh, yeah. So again, it should be a good time. Again, I think he either, he either pitches Saturday or Sunday. I'm not sure which, but it, it, it should be a good, uh, should be a good fun weekend and, uh, capping it off with this, uh, a nice Q and a session and a meet and greet with Tyler Wells, who is an app dog. If you didn't uh, see him this weekend in San Francisco, dude's a dog. I need a picture of you two standing next to each other. I just feel like that's going to be a good visual, and I need you to recreate the Adley, uh, the fist too. So, so I did. I've, I have this ongoing joke with Johnny where every time I go to Jimmy's, I, have, I take a picture with someone that's at least like seven inches taller than me. It was Adley, it was Mondo Bicot, and then this next one, <laughs> Tyler Wells, is six eight. So he's a legit like. 11 or 10 inches taller than me. I may wear like Tom Cruise, like platform air force ones just to like, you know, cut down on that a little bit, but yeah, I'm excited to see how scrawny I look next to a six foot eight Tyler Wells. If it's anything like Armando Bicot, who I again look like a child, then it's, it's going to be good. So it should be a fun time. Yeah. The big daddy, that is going to be a lot of fun to, uh, a lot of fun to be in attendance for, so make sure you go and get your tickets for that. I don't believe they're too expensive. I was looking at the pricing. I don't want to blow Jimmy's up right now. Uh, so go to their website, jimmysfamousseafood.com, and it's under their events tab. So go ahead and get your tickets to that and join Eric and Tyler for a nice Sunday evening. Boys, speaking of the Baltimore Orioles, how about we uh, we jump into it? And uh, I guess we can stay with you, Eric. A big series win in San Francisco this weekend. Another series win for the Orioles. It felt like they were falling off that train a little bit, but I, that's really what I like to see. Yeah, it, it was, It was again, I mean, it's tough to fly across country, and, and you know, Giants are, they're not the best team, but, I mean, winning any series on the road is good. They uh, Obviously, all the posts, if you're following on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram like you should be, um, they're the first team to 20 road wins this year. The Rays are off to this historic start. They're, they don't have 20 road wins. So it, I think that says something. And, you know, baseball, I mean, you're, you know, you, you're supposed to win, what is it, like 75% of your home games, half of your home, something like that. And then it's all, you know, you got to make up the rest of them. And, and I mean, if you're the Orioles are playing unreal on the road. And, and again, I think it's showing um, good teams just win. They win on the road. It's, it's tough. But, but, again, that's what good teams, they find a way to do it. That's what the Orioles did. You know, they had a, a, another nail-biter shocker. I know Hyde talked about it in the press conference on Friday, but a 3-2 win. Um, kind of laid down on Saturday. I think it was four nothing, five nothing. I fell asleep at the fifth. Ten p.m. starts, kind of kicked my ass. Um, but then Sunday was awesome. It, you know, six run third inning. Um, some awesome at bats by guys like Mountcastle and Hayes. Um, Aaron Hicks, who I now believe is going to go into the Hall of Fame as an Oriole, um, has just been fantastic. He's been a, a, a nice breath of fresh air with the Mullins, you know, injury, and he stepped right in. He's, he's playing really well. Um, and again, Tyler Wells, nine strikeouts. I think it was five third. Like you, I would like to see him go six. Um, but I know his pitch, his pitch count was up there. Hyde said it was a lot of strikeouts, a lot of foul balls. So they, you know, kind of had to, had to pull him. But um, again, he's a dog, man. He, he's awesome. And, and it was a fun series. It was a lot of orange and black uh, out there in San Francisco. So it, it, again, it's always nice to win on the run again, these series. 
you know, like you said, Jake, they weren't playing their best baseball. And the fact that they can still go out there, take two out of three, which, which again, that's your goal every time pretty much. I mean, that's huge. Again, you're not losing ground to the Rays. You know, the Yankees are healthy and they're playing well right now. So, again, you're kind of looking in the rearview mirror at them. But now you go to a Milwaukee team who I don't think, you know, really scares you much. I mean, they're not, you know, 32 and 26, so they're not – they're not world beaters or anything like that. But, again, that's going to be another tough series, you know, and you, you get to be two out of three, and then uh, you come home for Kansas City. So, you know, they had an awesome May. Um, I don't think any of us thought that their, their May would turn out like that. It ended kind of sour. But, again, I think they were 14 and 10, which I'll take that any day. Um, and, like I said, for as bad as they were playing, and that's, the vibes were not good. Like, there was a couple of days on Twitter where people are bitching. Everyone's complaining. You know, they're losing games. They're killed. Grayson gets sent down. The – the city connects. People want to light those on fire and throw them into the harbor. You know, Mullins goes down, and it's just like, oh, my God, like our pet heads are falling off now. There's, there's 15 games above 500. So it's it's like they kind of weathered that stuff. They're going to have rough patches, and, you know, it's going to happen to every team. And I'm not saying that the rough patch is over. They may lose they may get this week. They win one. But, again, they're, they're still playing really good baseball. And, and again, they're, they're, they're winning series, and they're 15 games above 500. Just kind of cruising along. The offense coming alive again, it looks like. Um, and, again, it's like, yeah, you got some opponents you can kind of be up on. I know they go to Chicago soon. Um, I think they play the Rays coming up, too, again. But, uh, again, it, it was it was a fun weekend in Birdland. Um, after in a kind of shaky week, maybe 10 days, something like that, uh, after uh, the Mullins injury. So, I think, I think the ship has kind of righted itself. Yeah, a baseball team to me is like the most living, breathing thing of like any sports team that you can really think of because they're playing so often. And like when you can go out and you can execute and like I keep emphasizing getting these series wins when you don't have your best stuff, just find a way to get the two out of the three. I mean, that's obviously huge. And um, it's been big and it's been, I think, a tip to the cap of the front office a little bit with the Hicks thing where he's going out there and playing like a future Hall of Famer, to your point, with um, with our guy, Josh Lester. You know, he gets in there, he gets a, he gets the call up, and he drives in those three runs with the big hit, and he's getting the interview with Melanie after the game. Like, man, this was a long time coming, so that was a really cool moment to see. And, uh, yeah, just a, a fun series win. The uh, And that, that first game, Friday night, that I actually was able to stay up for, you mentioned, Eric, those brutal fucking start times. I, I just can't do it. Uh, and the West Coast is going to have to answer for their crimes at some point, but... Yeah, I mean, that was a fun game. We had Gunner, obviously, going yard. We had, uh, I don't know oh. who it was that hit the ball into the into McCovey Cove with uh, my guy there. Uh, they caught it in the kayak. Lamont Wade. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, just a Baltimore guy through and through. And uh, just, you know, lines went into McCovey Cove there. The guy in the kayak gets it, and he looked like, you know, Brian having some sort of religious experience when he catches the baseball uh, in left field there. Um, that, that's what that was reminiscent of, which was great, so... Just a fun, uh, a fun series overall, um, and then yeah, I mean, Spenny, you had I mentioned Gunner uh, left the game with, dealing with a little bit of low back discomfort. Per Brandon Hyde, not going to be an IL scenario. Uh, what are you feeling with this team right now? I just think they're a hilarious offense. Like it's hilarious the way the bottom of their lineup will pick up randomly just when they need it. And I don't know. I think they have such a, a, a Michael Elias's comments. I want to say it was about a week ago. He made a, co- a particular comment regarding call-ups. He said something to the tune of, we don't look at statistics that are on the back of baseball cards. I don't know what, like, I don't know 
what they do. I know so much of the analytical world of football. The Orioles, I just think of like supercomputers. I it's think the, that's, uh, that's so the So go back and read it. This book might not have aged very well, but if you go back and read Astro Ball, uh, it's Sigma Dell. They just put him in a room called the Nerd Cave, and he's got like four different computers all set up, and they all run the models for him. At least that's how it was like five years ago. So exactly. And for them to go pull Hicks as a lefty bat that can play into their super passive patient approach at the plate, get walks, get on base. Like, I don't know. It's hilarious watching this team right now, how, how thoroughly competitive they are. And you hear the same kind of stuff coming out of their locker room. Like, you know, we believe in our guys. We believe we're deep. We can, we believe we can get the job done, but I think they're like truly brainwashed that they know they will get the job done. Ryan O'Horn will step up. Like Mountcastle will have a horrible day. Then he'll go smack a single when he needs to, you know, go draw walk to bring in a run when he needs to like up and down the lineup. Guys are moving around gunner who, you know, has been hot been cold can just go smack one at any given time. This bullpen over this series, I believe gave up two runs total. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, then I was going back and looking at like Braddish and Kramer and Wells. I think Kramer has like a two, two, seven ERA over his last six. Wells at this point is allowed two runs or less seven freaking times. And I think what he, he let up five one game. Like he, he hasn't really gotten his brains bashed in. He had a rough day. What was that against the Yanks? Maybe um, then Braddish, I think over his last five starts or six starts has like a three, two, four ERA. So those guys are spinning it. The bullpen's still getting the job done. It feels like if you listen to the narratives, it's like, Oh my God, what's, what's happening in the bullpen? Nothing, nothing's happening. There's ending games like Clum, freaking Cano, Batista, Bauman, Baker, these guys, I mean, Baker had a, had an interesting series overall, but, I don't know, man. They're just thoroughly freaking competitive. It's so fun to watch the way they figure out how to win baseball games and win series, like you said. Yeah, no, you mentioned Baker there, too. It was also good. And we also mentioned Lamont Wade, so we had another Baltimore guy uh, coming back into the mix here with Bruce Zimmerman, uh, I guess season debut here. And he came into, uh, I guess, long relief calls, what they were calling it, or long relief role uh he threw two scoreless and he had this to say i think it's just a slight mentality shift he said of relief pitching so you know he's a little bit more of a starter but he says you know this isn't my first time doing that so every time you do it it becomes easier and you find different things that lock you in as opposed to a start where you have the whole day to figure out your schedule i'm getting more and more comfortable with it so they have guys that have been in different high leverage situations or like Bruce's point, you know, he started game. So coming into that relief role uh, and joining into a, a bullpen that's been pretty good this season has been a little bit shaky. And then, you know, when you need a guy like your point uh, spending there, when you need a guy to come out and give you two scoreless innings, you have Bruce Zimmerman all of a sudden coming up, Brian, that's uh, I think a pretty good feather in the cap of the front office. Like I said, again. Yeah. And I think, <clears throat> I think a lot of weeks we've come in here um particularly in the back half of May and wondered like, Hey, maybe this is where the slide comes a little bit. Maybe this is that run where they lose three or four or four or six or, or, you know, six of eight or whatever. And they're the, the rotation is really settled in, in a way in which it feels, it feels like they're all kind of the stopper, you know, you're to some degree holding your breath a little bit to be like, Hey, there's ebbs and flows in a baseball season. We're due for an ebb where we lose, like I said, five out of seven or just go on a little, little bit of a downturn. And um, it just seems like it, we're not really getting swept. We've lost a couple series here and there, but series that were, you know, mostly content losing, like all things considered, you don't want to lose two of three to Cleveland overall, but all things considered, if you look at the big picture, um, yeah, five and five in our last 10, 
not great, but a lot of that has been on the road. They've been against good teams. Like, I don't know. They, it, I think a lot of baseball for like a lot of that may were just waiting for the Orioles like the hat to drop on them, and it just hasn't happened whatsoever. As Jake rubs his bald head, that Spenny has admittedly said numerous times at the bar that he's been on tilt about that whole situation. Oh, I haven't um, heard anything about this. Yeah, it was the most random head shaving ever. I was I was shocked. <laughs> it just came out of nowhere. I was like, yeah. I thought you like put a filter on it first. I was like. <laughs> Oh my God. It looks good though. It's, it grows. I want you to keep it like growed in a little, kind of like Eric's a little bit. Yeah. It's kind of, I, I definitely was in terms of who I was modeling myself after it was Eric and then like Jason Statham one B. So like that kind of thing, or maybe like a Heisenberg. Statham, Statham, yeah. You've got some Statham. You got those icy blues, Yeah, and but it was so out of the blue. It, it utterly shocked me. And there's utterly that, shocked me. that like, other oh. guy that you're always talking about. Um, who's like the doctor and the firefighter and the, uh, the astronaut, I, his name escapes me, but you're always talking about him. He's a so. soldier. Oh. Yeah. Soldier, teacher, a lot of different occupations. So yeah, there's, there's that too, but sorry, no, sorry to get you off track there. You look like, um, if you follow the onion, they have like the recurring. Yeah. Like, that was just oh, literally yeah. the first like day that I, guys. literally the first day that I put it on Twitter, somebody <laughs> replied with that. And I, I got a lot of enjoyment out of it. <laughs> uh, I don't even know where I was, but I do know that I want to make a point and I don't know that he's gotten his roses quite yet. I don't think like, He's being completely ignored, but Austin Hayes is hitting 301 this season. He's got 14 doubles. He's been he's fucking a, huge he's the last really, couple weeks. Really sturdy first two months here, and he's exactly you know, like last year pre pre wrist. Yeah, he's he's finding it, and I think that there's some there's some commending that needs to be done here. He's been uh, surprisingly he he has a reputation of being a very hot and cold type of guy, and there's been pockets of that for sure. Um, but all things considered, I look at the big picture of two months of baseball from Austin Hayes, and I think he's been a really, really nice piece this year. Yeah, no, he's been, uh, I don't know, like he definitely, he had a what felt like a rough start to the season and people were sort of doing the thing like, oh, you know, we've got all these prospects and that kind of stuff, the outfield log jam. And I don't know, man, he's really turned around and just been a spark plug. He's a guy who like, he doesn't do any one thing really well, it feels like, and maybe the numbers don't back this up. He just kind of feels like a total just all around gamer. So he's been, uh, his mm -hmm. ascendancy back to, uh, back to his previous form has been really fun to watch. So yeah, they're just, uh, they're in a good spot right now, man. And, um, it's, it's nice that, like I said, it's a living, breathing thing. And it feels like they're weathering storms more often, uh, than they did last season when they would kind of just go into the tank for games or series at a time. They're just finding ways, finding ways to keep winning. So it's great. A little minor league check-in, I guess. Uh, we've had a couple Couple significant developments here. So Kowser, it sounds like he's ramping back up. He returned to the lineup for Norfolk, going two for two. Double, a homer, two walks in there, so very good. Then per our guys over at the Verge, he is hitting 347 with a 484 on base percentage, 1.74 OPS, and 18 extra base hits in 39 games. Pretty ridiculous. So I feel like we're going to be so seeing Kowser in Baltimore sooner rather than later. And then uh, even bigger news, I guess, was the AAA call-up of Heston Kerstad. He is heading to Norfolk. And Michael Elias had this to say, I, I think before the call up, but kind of germane to the whole topic was we're talking about what to do with him next. I'm not saying anything's imminent, but it's becoming a constant conversation in the front office about when's the right move for him. Eric, it is a constant talking point. Uh, Heston Kerstad's status. Yeah. And, and this is a neat um, Nathan Ruiz for the sun um, had a good article. And, and here's the, here's the tweet for the article. 
On June 10th, 2020, the Orioles drafted Essen Kerstad Segbarol. On June 10th, 2022, he made he at last made his professional debut with Low A Delmarva. So he made his professional debut. A week, uh, it's in five days, it'll be the one-year anniversary. And again, less than a year later, he's headed to AAA Norfolk. And again, I think that just speaks to just how damn good a player he is. And if you watch that College World Series where where he faced, you know, they faced Adley in Oregon State in the World Series. Um, I mean, he's a mom, he's just a player. And and me and and I'm sure everybody else, you know, when they drafted him, it's like, what the fuck is this? Like Austin Martin is sitting right there. Like, what are we doing? And again, it was another move where we questioned Elias and like, what is wh- why make this move? And now it's like, oh yeah, Austin Martin has been traded and he's hurt and he's terrible. And again, Kirsten, who struggled with health issues. I mean, he didn't play baseball for like two years. I mean, it was it was a scary situation where there were rumors that he may never play again because of the. I mean, I'm going to butcher it. It was mitar mitocarditis. Mitocarditis. Yeah. yeah, and which again, I mean, that's got to be terrifying as a 23, 24 year old kid. And I'm sure, he had thoughts in his head that he would never play baseball again, never pick up a bat, never play professional ball. And now again, here we are. He's 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 down to AAA now, and I'm excited to see them. I, I know um, people in, in down with the tides are saying like, you know, it sucks because they work for the tides and they're like, they, they, I think they have a long road trip or something, but they're like, oh, we want to see him now. Like we want to see him hit here. I mean, it's a massive ballpark. And I said, he is going to put on some shows. Down there. He was, I mean, he's a great, he's just a great hitter. He's like sneaky, like a really good fielder too. He's a rocket arm, but his, his numbers at, um, at a uh, booby this year, 46 games, 310, 76 slash line, eleven home runs, strikeout rate of only like right around fifteen percent. So he's I mean, he's mashing like he is. He's 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 hitting bombs and and he's just a really good player. So long time coming for him. Can't help but be happy for the guy. Um, and and again, it's like now because and now this leads into we were talking about Jake. Where it's all right. Kerstad is up. Hudson Hudson Haskin is back with AAA too. So they just added two outfielders. You know, people are like, you know, they're putting the puzzle pieces together. I, I like you said, I think Cowser will be up. I, I want to say, what is it, June fifth? I would put. Let, let me look at the schedule. I'll put a date on it that I think. Um, I think he will be up. I will say he'll be up for the Friday, um, the twenty third game against Seattle. They have an off day the day before. They're in Tampa. I bet they is on the Orioles roster at Camden Yards for that Friday, um, June 23rd game against the Mariners. Was he the so, seventh I'm, 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 overall pick? There's a lot of moving pieces. It's very exciting right now. What was he? What was we he talked about forever. Was he a top five pick or was he seventh? Wait, I'm trying. He, he, was, no, he, was, he was number five. He was five. They've, I dude, was yeah, Cowser was, so Cowser many, was five. Yeah. So many top five oh, picks. Oh, Heston, yeah, Heston was two. Cowser was five. And yeah. again, Cowser... Another prospect who all, all he does is hit. I know Brian when you and I interviewed him earlier this year, we talked about how like he he I mean he's Nick Marquegas. Like I ideally he's Nick Marquegas. He's just gonna he's gonna show up to get two eighty to three hundred. He's gonna hit, you know, twenty to twenty five bombs and, and drive in, you know, a decent amount of runs and he's gonna play really good defense and he's gonna play every single night. I, I'm excited to see him and Again, it's a lot of exciting times coming in 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 in, in Baltimore, and again, I mean, moves are going to have to be made at the major league level too. Yeah. So there, you know, stuff, stuff's going to have to start happening, and and 
But again, it's all it's all very good stuff. It's, yeah, it's I mean, when uh, yeah, Aaron Hicks is hopefully going to have to stop being, uh, you know, the second coming of fucking uh, Rod Carew, and uh, Cedric Mullins is going to have to be not healthy or whatever. I I don't know, but a uh, lot of a lot of a lot of young talent remains in the pipeline here. Uh, Spenny, I can see you kind of burst into the seams here to uh, to talk about some young college hunk type men, uh, you know, that, that are coming up in the pipeline here. What are you, what are your thoughts on some of these guys? I just think that. It's crazy how Elias's picks have been. I don't know. He takes Kerstad, Kowser, and Adley, arguably what, Eric, three of the top, I guess, 10 college hitters over that time frame. Like, yeah. prolific. Love college bats. Love them. They do. And then he's sprinkling Gunner, he's sprinkling, sprinkling Jackson Holiday. And I don't know, man. I just think those three, like, those guys plus Gunner, that's what I look like is like, or look at is like the preeminent hitting ability that we're going to see on the Orioles in the next couple of years. Kerstad, Kowser, Adley, Gunner, Jackson Holiday, like those five guys. That's that's the core I see and I'm just fired up and like uh Norby's comments so interesting. Like people got mad mm-hmm. about that I guess, but like dude, Arias, Mateo, Ortiz, freaking Westberg, Westberg all, all the guys they ha- all the guys they have, those left infielders, Vavra can play over there, like all those guys. Some how many of those guys are getting traded? Like, I would say two of those guys are getting traded this year. That's where I feel like they go. They can unleash that left infield. It's it's nuts how deep they are there. Yeah, that was kind of Norby. I've said Norby, for a while. Of... Sorry, Jay, I've said for a while. I don't think Westberg wears an Oriole uniform. I just think he's a big trade chip. And I, I don't know why I've I've always thought that he just seems like a guy that 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 is that they're going to move and and he's the next one where everyone's kind of clamoring for him to come up. I mean, he's mashing. I think he just won the uh the player of the week down there. But again, it's like I where do you put him? You, you can't DFA Mateo or anything. I don't I don't know. It's it's interesting, but but like you said, I mean, tons of prospects and and stuff going to have to start happening. Yeah, and it was that was Connor Norby to your point that you made there sort of making a comment if anyone missed it about you know, it, I'd love to get called up, but you know, I, I'm looking around and thinking, you know, maybe it'll be elsewhere that I have to go and make my hay. Kind of similar. It reminded me weirdly of like how Kirk Cousins used to talk when he was still in Washington and like RG3 was still kind of the pseudo starter. And like Cousins was like, yeah, hey, I kind of want to like go somewhere else and get my career started. And I remember like um, Washington fans at the time being a little bit like, all right, settle down, dude. But like with this situation, I totally get it. Like you look around, like, I don't think you guys mentioned Mayo. I mean, like that's another dude that's just kind of like sitting there in the pipeline. He'll probably be a factor within another year or two. Brian, what, what are your thoughts on uh, what's, you know, a good problem to have, but definitely a little bit of a log jam as far as some of these prospects go. Well, it's a great problem to have, but I think it's by design. I, we've talked about it before. It's <clears throat> somewhat of the, the Theo Epstein approach. You draft a bunch of hitters because they're dependable, especially the college hitters. You harvest them, you, you build them up, you, you develop them, and then you go out and you sign your pitchers. You trade for them. It's, it's an accumulation of wealth. It's an embarrassment of riches. Um, exactly what Eric has said. I, I feel like he's got the names pretty correct on, on which ones are the ones that are going to move. We're obviously going to keep the guys like Jackson Holiday because he seems all world at this point and he should um, still be in stupid. high school i mean going to ap science class like it's crazy that, that's that's what they say they being you too. Uh, <laughs> yeah so it's it's all by design and um it does feel like the design is going like better than you could have even hoped for because you just hear nothing but good things about all of these guys and oh. 
He's just thinking. He was cooking too. I mean, right in the middle of a great point. I hate seeing that. Um, but I, yeah, clearly. There we go. Are there you he back? Is, there he I is. feel like you, you guys are fucking me because usually when it fucks up, I hear like it it fucks up on my end too towards you guys. And that time, I it was fluid. You came back crystal clear, dead back into your thought too. It's go really ahead, bizarre. Ryan. You're on. You're really on a roll. Bizarre. Don't let it. Yeah, I don't know where you lost me, but I don't know where you lost me. But um, yeah, it's it's by design. Like he, us Orioles fans are conditioned, especially the older ones like Eric and I, to look at guys like you just remember like Matt Hobgood and Matt Riley and like all these guys that are supposed to be studs, and they just are poo. They were poo so many times where you almost got conditioned to not hope or expect that any of your top prospects are ever going to be any good. And then, yeah, we had the era where, okay, Matt Wieters was can't miss. Did he miss? I don't know if he missed, but he wasn't quite what you wanted him to be. Like, that's always going to be an existential question. Martinkus, the most disappointing four-time All-Star as a prospect ever. Sure, sure. But he was supposed to be Joe Maurer power. I mean, that's that's just so sexual to hear that phrase. Um, well, we got one eventually, so. We did. It we worked did. out. Um, correct. And, uh yeah, it's it's so weird to not just have your prospects be hitting, but be hitting at a rate which is so like impossible. It seems it just seems like like first round, second round, third round. Like we're not just getting the top guys, but we're 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 getting multiple guys within you know individual drafts, and it's it's a weird feeling to to have too many cooks in the kitchen. It's like usually we're begging for one of these guys to pan out, two of these guys even. And now we've got too many to deal with. It's it's such uncharted waters for us as, as Orioles fans that I don't even know what to do with it. Like this is usually like if we ever put together a run um, or like a hot start to a season, I think 2004 in particular jumps out. Um, mm-hmm. It was like, okay, but like can we sustain this? And like what could we even do if we wanted to at the deadline? Because the cupboard was always so bare. And now the cupboard is overflowing. It's weird. It's just a can weird I, feeling. Can I pose a, a hypothetical to the room? Yeah. Sure. You, your phone is buzzing right now. Bzz, bzz, notification. Oh, Orioles. What's that? The Orioles just traded two top 100 prospects and two lower levels and maybe like a Urias for Shohei Otani as a, rent, as a rental. What is your immediate reaction? Come. And, he, and we know that he's not going to sell Baltimore after two. We, like, we know that. Does he's just a rental. They, let's say they trade like Norby and Westberg and like a low-level pitcher and then like a Urias or something. I would love it. I mean, yeah, I mean, you would have to be over the moon about it. I mean, he would be that, – that, I think that legitimately would make them a World Series contender. Yeah, he's your, mean, ace, also like, he's your ace of your staff, and he's your three hitter. Like, I know it would dispel yeah. some. I think it would dispel some notions. I think some fair and a, a, others a little bit over dramatized about Elias and this front office's approach. Like talking about how they're literally just trying to continue churning this thing, and all it is is just you know there's there's some that are having fun with it and saying it's like a money laundering operation or maybe even being serious about that. There are some that are saying that they would never do this or just focused on the prospects and like that's a good thing and like. I don't know, like it, I'm not 100% disabused of the notion that uh, they're just going to keep doing the Tampa Bay Rays model and just going prospect, prospect, prospect every single year and like not focusing at all on the current present moment. Um, and like, I, I trust them implicitly at this point. Like, why wouldn't I? So, 
If they were to go and do that, they, I would trust they, know, they have to feel so confident about their ability to draft. That's the thing. It's like, oh, we're deep now, but they're probably like, oh, we have the development in place. Jackson Holiday says, I want it. Can you please have me do the exact same thing Gunner did? Like, you feel yeah. like you've got some some trends and some pipelines up in place. Yeah, why. the young dude why with the, the young dude with the mop of blonde hair who's, you know, a big a big unit and can hit the piss out of the ball. It's like, "Thank you, sir. Can I have another?" They're just coming off the conveyor belt. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it's it's great to see and uh it, they're in a great spot. And I mean, like the Shohei question, I think is an interesting philosophical one. I don't really see it happening at all. Uh I do think they no. will be buyers to an extent though. Like I think they're going to tr- go and get some guy and it's not going to be who everyone is expecting. Like, I don't know if it's going to be like uh, who necessarily like a, a top ace, you know, type picture or whatever it might be, because they didn't show any interest in that really uh, in free agency anyway. Um, so, yeah, I don't even know what it would be, but uh, I'm just kind of at a point where I trust implicitly what they're going to do here. So when I was on 105.7 this weekend with Glenn, we talked about a couple names. The, the, the sexy name is Shane Bieber, which a lot of people have talked about. He's a free agent after 2025 won the Cy Young in 2019. Uh, and again, he's having like a quote-unquote down year with like a 370. Orioles did like just shell him. Whip. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, it's like a maybe maybe that maybe that helped them a little bit by the, get him out. Um, but there I mean, there are two other names. that Dylan Cease has always been, been tossed around. Again, I don't know what the White Sox would, would want for him. Um, a name that I'm like kind of attached to, I think it could be fun. Um, and it's weird because I think he's a free agent after next year. But I, again, I mean, you would ideally hope to lock him up is Lucas Giolito. Again, the White Sox, I don't know if they're going anywhere. I mean, the White Sox, they have all the talent, but they're, the, they're still the White Sox. Tony La Russa just did a number on them last year. And whatever spell was put on them, they just can't get out from under. Um, I think that would be fun. I don't know what the, you know, is it Westberg and Mayo and, and, um, you know, and like you said, like a pitching prospect, maybe. I think you still do that. I mean, I, I think, and I again, we've said it on the show a bunch of times. Elias's track record is is he'll draft the college bats. They did it. You know, he did it in um in um in Houston, and then trades prospects for starters. Did it with Cole, Zach Greinke, and then uh, Justin Verlander. So I, I mean, again, now you talked about the cupboard, Brian. It, it's you can't close the doors because there's so many. So. The guys are going to get traded. It's going to happen. And and like you said, it's a great problem to have because I said this last week or two weeks ago, like it was two years ago that we were like, people were begging for Jemai Jones to come up and like, why isn't Pat Vallejo playing more? And like, why, what do we have to do to get Ryland Bannon some ground balls at third base? And now it's like, oh no, we have 15, you know, shortstop prospects that could start anywhere else. Like it's incredible. It's, Again, you got to give Elias and them credit for for the drafting, and we, I talked about it with Glenn again. That 2019 draft, it was just the anniversary of the other day. I mean, it was Adley one, obviously, which you, everyone's going to take him. Gunner was the first pick in the second round. I think it was a comp pick, and they got Kyle Stowers in the third and Joey Ortiz in the fourth. That's an absolute masterclass. Minus the Stowers, you know, whatever he is right now, and Gunner having his down year. But I mean, th- those are three like. Three or four. Stowers still game. made it to the show re- relatively soon. Oh yeah, like he, he made it. So it, let I mean, me pos- I think Ortiz is the craziest. Let me let me posit Eric's point to you this way: When Elias was talking about Kersad the other day and, and about their plan for bringing him up or promotion or whatever, they it was he was asked about um, the fact that he's been playing some first base. They're not. They're mixing him in at first base for his future, you know, just to give him some variability. But also, his comment was, 
it's really nice for him to play that so that we can get some of our other prospects reps as well in the outfield. They don't even have room at double and triple A to play their guys when as much as they'd like to. Like they're so overflowing with talent that at multiple levels, they simply don't have enough playing time and at bats and fielding reps to go around. So like, what do we do? Do we just have like have two teams in the Eastern league? Like, <laughs> like what the fuck do you do with that? You're going to end up seeing like a ESPN, like former Orioles list. And it's going to be like someone who wins an MVP, a four-time all-star. Like it's going to be like someone who's a world series, like, like one, two rings or something as a starter. It's going to be insane. The, they have, don't have the room for them. It's going to be nuts. Just I can't make wait a new, for that make a new minor league team and move them into the Oco Coliseum after the, after the A's leave. It just feels like, you know, what are we doing there? Just get them out of there now. Like just have, just have the, just have the A's be an Orioles minor league operation. That would probably draw more fucking tickets in anyway. Um, verbal, I think verbal, they said, verbal tweet the Bowie Bay Sox and then just put the images of the Super Bowl 35 uh, Ravens defense. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, that's a good well, So, so this is what I was going to say. I think with Curse that up now, the Tides officially have six players on MLB's top 100 on their team, plus Grayson Rodriguez, who graduated from prospect list. Didn't they have a like, run again, differential? My, Don't they have a run my, differential my, of like plus 50 or something right now? Like it's it was like plus 170 or something. It was incredible. Fucking, yeah, it's crazy. But like it's it's my my buddy who works he works for the Tides. He's on their grounds crew, and he's just like. We're gonna win a ring this year. Like it's incredible how good this team is. They like, might win a world like, series. Every night, all they do is blow guys up. People just bats blown out left and right down there in Norfolk. It's incredible. They're gonna like. It's gonna be like a. They're gonna rise up into the major leagues and they're gonna defeat the Orioles. It's gonna be like a a, a patricide situation. Very Shakespearean. Um, could but, Alabama beat the Tides? Yeah, exactly. Could the Tide uh, beat Alabama? Yeah, could the Tide beat the Tide? <laughs> Okay, I guess uh, 40 minutes. That's uh, some good Baltimore Orioles talk there. Very substantive. Great work, fellas. We can get into some Baltimore Ravens now. Eric, I know you were all over this J.K. Dobbins cryptic tweeting situation. How about you lead us off with that? I mean, who is it? Herm Edwards? Don't press send? Like, I don't know. It, does, it doesn't mean anything. Wow. We talked about it in the group chat. It means nothing. Like, Yeah, he's probably, you know, he's itching for a contract. You know, a team like the Ravens, I mean, I, I talked about this with Glenn, too, where he's like, they're not going to give him a, the deal he wants. If they give him, you know, they may go to him and say, like, you want three years for $15 million. Like, if you want to take it, take it. If not, then, again, I mean, we'll draft someone, which is, I mean, that's what you do with running backs who's not named, you know, Eagle, Dick Henry, uh, Christian McCaffrey, guys like that. You just don't, you know, you're not paying these guys anymore, especially in this offense now. You know, we, and after you pay Lamar and all that. So, I, don't know, I mean, I mean, I'm with you guys. I thought it was a whole bunch of nothing. And it was, you know, a contract negotiation type thing, which I don't really know works. I mean, um, it, it was just, it's been a weird offseason. Like you said, it's like, oh, good. Now, now we're getting back to stuff like this. So, weird move, I think. I think you're spot on about the running back thing as a whole. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily write off J.K. Dobbins as a player who cannot reach that type of echelon, like maybe a tier just below it. But the, the part that gets me at this point is that he is yet to truly prove that. I think we mm-hmm. all think that he's capable of that. I think the back half of his year where he wasn't quite at full speed, you know, he's breaking runs into the open field, but not really able to bring him home. Um, you know, I think there's potential for him to go out there and prove it, but I think you're more warranted in his shoes to kind of go about 
that whole, uh, I don't know if you want to call it a rant or whatever, but he's probably more uh, uh, justified to do so once he actually proves it. But um, yeah, I think all of us collectively in this chat, were like, what are we doing here? Like, is this, is this really going to be the big deal that we're going to make about JK Dobbins? Um, just going on a little tweet spree. Um, what is Eric doing? Did he just, just close his laptop? Way, way ahead of you, brother. He's just a, just a weird cat, that guy. Um, but regardless, I mean, I, people were blowing up about it on Twitter. I wasn't, I was kind of out of pocket for a little bit there. And then I just get a text from somebody just being like, oh yeah, he's just, he's just drunk on the golf course, you know, just firing off some tweets in his fields, you know, who hasn't done that from time to time? I was going to say you tweeted that. And just was- absolutely like f- absolutely thinned his iron on a par three, like right. freaking. Yeah. skulls it 20 yards from the green and he's just yeah, like you know what like, i'm having a couple white claws uh, whatever tweet something yeah it's like oh, i'm gonna try to hit this flop shot from 10 yards and it just blades it into the woods and he's like oh fuck I shout out to fingers going shout out to our guy bobby out at um out at jonathan ogden's tournament today uh one of the funnier swings i've ever seen jonathan ogden uh who by the way when we got to interview him he uh, joined us on behalf of pxg and uh, i recently learned that banks your guy dr bob parsons a baltimore guy i didn't know that uh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, so there you My go. My guy, though. Yeah, he is your guy. You're you're a big fan of those commercials. You you just love the whole branding and that kind of thing. Parsons here. Nobody makes golf loves yeah. the way we do. Period. In this country, <laughs> you got people going left and people going right. Well, I want to be able to hit my golf ball straight. Visit pxg.com. Love Doctor Bob. That's pretty, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the more absurd commercials I think I've ever seen. Um, but uh, still great. Still nuts. Um, so yeah. <laughs> The J.K. Dobbins thing, like J.K., like log off. Like that's, you know, I I love the guy. I think he's an awesome player. You made the point that like we haven't really seen him fully realize his potential, but I think we have just in spurts. Like he needs to stay healthy for a full season, which I get he's not fully in control of. I don't blame him for anything in that. The only thing I'll say is just log off. Like it's all good. Just go be a, a young millionaire athlete. You're living a great life. Enjoy it. Let your agent handle all this shit. You'll get paid in some capacity at some point. It's going to be fine. Enjoy your summer, Spenny. I know you were him and uh, him and Bate, him and Bateman. I don't really I, like. I don't give a shit. But just looking at it, like him and Bateman seem to have a pretty similar tune. Yeah. Of yeah. like, they're in that same vein of like I have showed that I can absolutely do crazy things on this NFL football field. Respect me. Everyone's like, we would love to just play. Like that's, that's the general census on both of those players is people are like, sure. You're yeah. You're really cool. Just play like 15 games and then we'll really love you. And like you said, is that his fault? No, not, not his fault. You know, he had a contact ACL injury, whatever, but I don't know. I, I like it. I like, I, I like a little bitchiness in the, the room, I guess overall, you know, go fucking pout and get pissed off. And like, somebody's got, somebody has to be complaining about not getting the ball. Like it's kind of like what I do something. like about it is it's kind of like buddy copish with Gus. Who's like, not going to say anything. Gus is exactly. Like, Gus is, Gus is like, pro. Gus like, will like not even talk at an Instagram live. Yeah. JK is like the fucking, the Kyrie's right. The earth is flat. Like someone yeah. pay me, give me the football. Why did I not get another touch inside the five? Wasn't he a vegetarian yeah. guy for a minute too? Wasn't he like a big vegan guy? We were talking about this with Cole the other day. That was somebody, I thought it was an offensive lineman. I don't know who it was, but somebody was on like some kind of pescatarian kick or something, which is provocative stuff. It's Prince I'm sure Marlon was. Yeah, JK was vegan for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Marlon was involved in that for sure. 
I don't know. I don't want to know what kind of diet Marlon's on. It might, you, you don't ask questions. You don't want to know the answer to. Um, Did he ever tweet out that thing where he said, I want I have a question and I want to ask it, but I'll get canceled. No, I feel like he does that every two weeks. And like, he never tweets. I was out say, that's a great, that's a fantastic bit. That is so he's a, funny. He's a marketing genius and he markets nothing. <laughs> no, nothing. He should do like the total gym or something. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I feel like Marlon is like Marlon's like a, a one degree of separation, you know, in being in season four of I think you should leave. Like he'll be, uh, you know, him and Tim Robinson. I feel like would get would be on the same wavelength. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's really all I got on JK. It's not a whole lot uh, to get into there. Uh, OTAs, you know, kind of continuing a little quiet. I thought I really enjoyed Patrick Queen's media session. I don't know if you guys had a chance to catch that, but I thought he was very candid, very well spoken. Uh, did a nice job. I think he recognizes this is a make or break year. Says he and Roquan are the top linebacker duo in the league, and I agree with that. Offense apparently struggled a little bit. Full units not in town. The offensive line's not there, so I don't take too much stock into that. I don't think Odell's there either, so uh, kind of okay with that. And then the one thing that I did kind of want to actually substantively hit on was John Harbaugh's appearance on the Adam Jones podcast. I'm sure Eric was uh, all over that. Uh, and then he mentioned that... Uh, or he confirmed that their first trip to London was handled poorly. Banks, who would have thought that? He said, uh, we're going to try to wash that one away if we can, calling it the worst loss in Ravens history. We're going to do it differently. We're going to go out earlier, try to flip the script a little if we can. So the Ravens taking a different approach into London this year. I think they they have no choice but to do everything backwards. I think they got to take a Costanzo approach on that one. Um, one of the worst games I've ever I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I think I've told this story before. Really didn't watch that one. I had one of my best friend's wedding the night before, and I woke up uh, a little bit later than I had intended to, and the game had already started. We were down like 14 nothing, and Ray Lewis was getting dragged all over the internet for for kneeling and being super Ray Lewis-y. Um, and uh, it was just kind of an ugly one, and I was hungover, and I, I think I just rolled over and went back to sleep, and uh, we uh, flushed that one. And, um, yeah, I, I would recommend that everybody do that because this London game is coming, whether we like it or not. I'm probably going to be pretty bitchy about it and be like, oh, yeah, this is going to suck. And then they might surprise us. They might not. I don't know. But they're right to do something different, I'd say. Yeah, Spenny, you're a big fan of the uh, Ted Lasso burning the sage, kind of, you know, exercising the demons type thing. This feels like a move like that. Definitely. They're supposed to take that cruise ship on uh, April Fool's of last year. So that was that was a good little old uh, leg pull there, but yeah, I, I just like everybody being candid. You mentioned Patrick Queen too, and he got asked about like, oh, he took all his stuff off of the the Raven social media, and he was like, yeah, I was in my emotions. You know, people go through things in different ways. That was reaction, like such a such a good, well spoken way of operating. Harbaugh's had a couple little interviews floating around actually too. He was on with uh, Chuck Pagano on Thirty Third Team. 33rdteam.com, I think, his former defensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. And some really fun stories there. So both of those were awesome. But I, uh, from that, that Queen presser was nuts. And it just, I think, goes to show that the Ravens think they have something really special this year. They feel like they have kind of quelled all concerns heading into the season for the most part. And his how definitive he was saying, like, going into your contract, do you think you still have a future here, Jamison Hensley? His, his first answer was, yes, I do. Like everything was, yes, I do. Yes, I want to be here. Yes, I'm excited to be here. And Harbaugh had that same kind of tone, it sounded like. Sometimes you can catch John when he's like, you can tell his feathers were ruffled and he's a little wide-eyed and he like 
sullies himself into the interview and eventually gets into it. Like, no, he wants to run his mouth again. He wants to yeah. to absolutely pop off again. I think Try after the contract got signed. <laughs> I think after the uh, the Lamar contract got signed, I think he's feeling himself a little bit. I think he's doing the yeah. media car washes that he's uh, he's he's kind of he's soaking in the media thing again. Um, it's it's kind of like he leans back in his recliner. He's like, so what do you have for me next? Like yeah. now I've I've gone past this saga. What what do you guys want to pick at now? Like you've got, got nothing for me. Busters. That's what he's saying. Mm. <laughs> Pretty much. He, um, I thought it was funny that 33rd team came into my DMs to say, hey, we've got this exclusive interview with John Harbaugh. Are you interested in, in talking about it? And I'm like, exclusive interview? I just watched what the Adam Jones podcast put out. I mean, no podcast interview has been ever been clipped and blasted on social media just more relentlessly than that one. Yeah. Like nonstop. I I thought that that interview got released like 10 days in a row. I think it's uh, our friends over at the banner. They've just got all the social media, um, all the, all the wherewithal to just blast that shit out there. So good for them. I mean, uh, they're, yeah, they're, do our they're doing a good job with it. Um, so yeah, shout out to Adam and shout out to Eric's guy, uh, Jerry, um, do it, doing a nice job with that. So he's my guy, dude. Don't, don't you dare. Well, Eric, he's actually Eric's guy. He's your guy in, in different ways. Um, but yeah, uh, so all that was good. Yeah, the 33rd team too. That's kind of funny. 33rd team, we've got our guy uh, Jordan Schultz kind of does the same thing. Uh, speaking of Schultz, actually, we just had our Schultz uh, hop out of here. So I guess we're going to be going spenny list for the rest of the episode. But we got his O's takes in. We got his Orioles takes in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this guy, I, mean, I don't know what to do with this guy. Like, you just you can't pin him down for, for any, one, any one amount of time. But yeah, okay. So Spenny gone, a little bit of a pivot now. Uh, we talked to Orioles. We talked to Ravens. To my point there, I mean, we've got uh, we've got some other sports going on here. We have the Memorial. My guy, uh, Big Dick Vic Hovland, officially now Big Dick Vic after the big win uh, at the Memorial. Uh, been really fun to watch him this year. Uh, it's been enjoyable. Um, and yeah, other than that, not a whole whole ton of sports going on. Uh, other than I, you know, I've been watching a little tennis, a little roll on Garros. That's always a good watch. But the European majors are kind of tough. Because I can only really really watch during the weekend banks. I don't know if you've been taking the tennis in at all. I haven't really been taking it in, but I, I follow enough people in the tennis realm, and I have a strong enough understanding to like without watching. I know exactly what Alcaraz is doing. He's just absolutely clowning everybody. It's, he's just a machine. He's like he's got. I wouldn't call them holes in his game, but he isn't quite as refined at everything, but he's just so young and energetic that he just overcomes all of he it. Just like, just he just like, he gyrates his body and he's just like Bruce Lee. Like he's just water. Like, and he just has every shot and he has every move. And like, it's not to your point, it's not completely he, technically refined, but he just finds a way to fucking get the ball on the ground. Like it's crazy. He's a, he's like a villain where it's like, I got no answers for this guy. It's, it's like his match. Yeah. His match on to. this past Saturday was the one that I really got a chance to like sit down and sink my teeth into. And it's uh, it's quite something watching him. Yeah. He, he may win every major for the next 15 years. Like it's, it's Nazi. Like we're all talking about who's going to win the race to the, the most grand slams from the big three here. And it's, it, it might be moot if this guy stays healthy. Could be. Uh, okay. Well, I guess that is all we got on all of that. Now we, can get into our segments a little bit if you boys are ready. Hit me. Born ready. 
Hot Takes, presented by Black Eyed Susan Spice Co. Black Eyed Susan Spice Company is our absolute favorite hot sauce option, and not to mention a small local startup just like us, just like the XM52 podcast. Who wouldn't want to support that? Try their small batch, ultra unique, many time award winning hot sauces and dry rubs today. They are proudly, or they are from Maryland, and they proudly wave the best state flag in the country while supporting all of our state's teams. Go to blackeyedspices.com and use the code EXIT52 at checkout to receive 10% off. That's blackeyedspices.com, discount code EXIT52 for 10% off at checkout. I gave some of my uh, some of my backs to some friends of mine. They were uh, grilling out with the uh, the sauces a little bit, and let me tell you, they're pretty darn good. So getting into our hot takes. Anybody want to start off, or should I? Floor is yours. Yeah, you want it, go. I kind of like the hot weather. A okay. hot take. A nice <laughs> cool. 90 degree day every once in a while. Like people are always like, oh, give me the air conditioning. I hate being here. It's too hot. You know, I kind of like it. It's, it's kind of nice some days to open the front door and it just feels like you're in front of a an oven with an open door. Like I, I sort of like that. We don't totally get that. Like you get that when you're in the American Southwest or whatever it might be with those dry heats where it's up in like the hundreds. We didn't quite have that the other day, but we had something almost akin to that. And I was like, man, this is kind of nice. And like, maybe it's because it's been a weird weather year here and we've had like a lot of fall weather, it mm-hmm. feels like, but I don't know, just a nice hot day. And I'm sure in a couple months, I'll be that bitchy guy complaining about how it's too hot and it's too humid, but I don't know. It just, it was really nice to have a hot day the other day. I I think just depend on what your schedule is that day. Like if you're, I mean, it, it just depends on what you're doing. Like, if you're at the beach, obviously yes. Like if you're at a yes, if you're at a lake, absolutely. But it's like I don't like. Hold on, I'm trying to I'm trying to think. Like, I don't want it to be just a hot day if, if it's like a Thursday and you're stuck at work or something like that. Where it's like, all right, I'm inside regardless. But I don't. I, I mean, I'm with you. That Friday it was, it was nice and toasty. You know, I had like the a, the AC blasting in the car. It it didn't feel bad. I mean, you know, it was fine, but. I'm with you. I enjoy a nice hot day every every once in a while. Not like I'm not talking like 102. Like when we have those heat waves where it's like 102, 103, and you're just like, now it's too hot to be outside. Like now they're canceling outdoor activities because it's so damn hot. It's red or yellow or whatever. Those are so bad when you. it gets I to like do, August and you have those, too. and um, it turns into like tropical storm at the end of every day kind of thing. I'm not totally into that, mm-hmm. but this kind of this kind of deal I like. Yeah, yeah, those are tough. No, I'm. Right now, I'm appreciating it, and I'm not sure if that feeling is going to go away. It might just be like grass is greener type of thing. Like, oh, this is different. This is nice. Um, it's just I'm a little bit wary as we get a little warmer and warmer, deeper into the summer. Like, I got to worry about what color shorts I'm wearing because the swamp ass. Like, you just gotta you gotta keep an eye out on that. It's just those types of things that I don't want to have to consider. Those types of things. It's just one more thing on my plate. I don't need to worry about, but. It, it'll get you, man. You gotta, you gotta get the gold bond out, and uh, you know, you gotta be prepared. The back sweat too. The back. I mean, yeah, it, it, once it gets, once it gets, uh, bring two t-shirts everywhere you go. Weather. That's tough. Like when you have to bring a shirt to drive in the car because you know by the time we're, you know, you're going to a party or a bar, something like that. You know by the time you get out, your back is drenched, and you're like, oh, can't wear gray shirts now. You know, you, it, 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 that's when it gets tough. Where you're like, all right, yeah, you get, you're walking around like. You know, am I sitting in sweat right now? So that's that's the tough part. But I'm I'm with you guys. Yeah, I, the fact that we basically live on a swamp to some extent, I think that kind of messes with our hot weather a little bit. I, I'd be curious to see what my opinion of it would be 
if I did live in like an Arizona or a Nevada or something like that, but liking it for right now. I agree. I'll, I have a, I'll, I'll take a weather related one. I'm, I'm right there with you. I can't, and this goes against what I was just saying a little bit. I miss rain. We haven't had rain. They said we haven't had measurable rain in like 20 days. Mm. And like we played softball last night and the field was the dustiest thing I've ever seen in my Ooh. life. Because after every ground ball, it was like it was almost like a fireworks at like a Super Bowl where the dust just lingers. And you're Brian, I'm sure you guys have seen this too on your diamonds. You know, again, yeah. I mean, I'm playing up at Cedar Lane in Howard County. They're not taking they're great fields, don't get me wrong, but they're not, you know, perfectly manicured diamonds or anything. But you know, grass is getting it's getting like crispy, like still green but it's like drying out a little bit and it's like yeah we need we need some some rain bad that may be the dad like old man in me the like i was gonna say this is like the yard you're uh, like you're halfway through transformation right now like the uh the caterpillar turning into the butterfly where like at the very end of it you're gonna be leaning up against your window as it's raining and you're just gonna be whispering to yourself lord knows we needed it it's like inhaling it like ah yeah. There it is. Like, it's like I just picture like a Hank Hill. Like, yep, yeah. we needed that rain. Bobby. Lord, know, Lord knows we needed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the field, yeah. Uh, we played at Glen Burnie High School yesterday, and it was one of those fields that has, um, it's a mainly grass infield with just like mm-hmm. the dirt little like diamonds at each of the base areas. and But the grass itself was, it was like Bermuda that kind of looked like, uh, kind of looked like they we were playing on sawdust. Yeah, the, the grass is a little toasty. Um, Ravens practice field. Shout out Mike Mike Florida for that one. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like it's it's when you slide into a base, it's you're kicking yourself for not wearing sliding shorts. I got nicks all over my knees and shins and stuff. It's yeah, no, it's it's hot. And I guess I guess the rain that hit Ocean City last week didn't hit here. Uh, no. I, I, Wow, that's yeah, that's tough. That's Sunday tough. night, it was very, very wet out there. It was quite wet. Yeah, down down the ocean. Yep, down down the. Ocean. It it held up for most of the weekend, and I didn't do anything Sunday night, so I really didn't mind it. But uh, yeah, interesting yeah, that we're not here at all. Fager, uh, Spenny got taken home from Fagers at just the right time. I like how he got taken home from Fagers, which we don't have to get into, but. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't really have that hot of a take per se. I had another one of my little thoughts today, um, similar to my um, my little rant on the phrase "it's giving" about a month ago. Shout out to Marty. Phrase that I my new phrase that I hate is when people are like talking shit to each other on the internet and they're just saying like, "Hey, get a life." The new phrase is to say "touch grass." I think it's a stupid phrase. It's that, that's been around for a decent it's, while. You know, it's been a it's been around, but it's really I think been popularized recently. Where I keep seeing it mm-hmm. more than I used to, and um, like I'm not sure if I like fully understand it. It just means like go outside and this is a, get a life. Like, I got to get a life. I got to level with you. This is a, a, a this is thirty moment for you because this has been around for like years at this point. I feel like no, I get it. I, it's I, it's not news to me that it exists, but I see it a lot more recently. I, I'm I'm with him. It's it's definitely picked up a little. I would say in the last six to eight months, it's picked up a lot. 
as if like, it's like some killer own or something. Mm, yeah, yeah. I think it's just AKA. We we need like like remember part of my take used to have like Hank explains it. Yeah, and he used to just tell them most stuff. We need to have like we need to have like some some trustworthy like twenty three year old kid like all right explain like is Riz mean explain this to us like what did he explain touch grass what we need to do is you know what we need to do is do what they did and bring back phrases from like the early 2000s like oh man i really like the phrase touch grass not i remember they brought back not for a little bit i thought that was good yeah the other thing is we need some sort of um like centralized agency or something that just is the the governing body for these types of things and um not saying for this particular phrase but the good ones when they've kind of jumped the shark i think we need to just put it in the rafters and just respect it for what it was and that's you just call it you just have a retirement ceremony or uh press conference or something and you just you, you just you know maybe like a like a viking funeral type of thing i don't know I'm spitballing, but we just need to have a send off and everybody can just agree to just say, Hey, we're done with this one. We're going to, you know, what we're going to do. This sounds like a job for our guy, Ramey. We're going to loop him in. What do you think about that? Sure. Okay. That sounds like the right man for that job. Friend, friend of the pod. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get him involved. He is in the, he is in that demographic. Is that all for hot takes? Thing is what we got okay i guess that puts us into our starting five brian do you want to uh do you want to pitch us on this starting five presented by fed thrill which i will uh you know briefly go into which uh is you know it's always sunny in the old line state uh that's totally a lie it's definitely not it rains here all the fucking time but even when it isn't take some of that maryland pride with you to fly the flag and block out the sun and the haters with fed thrill sunglasses Inspired by Mid-Atlantic vibes, they offer quality pairs of sunglasses at a decent price and pay homage to Baltimore in the process. What's not to love? Visit fedthrill.com today to snag a pair and use code EXIT52 at checkout for $10 off your order. That's EXIT52 for $10 off your next order with FedThrill. Brian, starting five for the week. That was a, oh, let's go. That was a killer uh, ad read. I mean, Thanks. you absolutely slayed that. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest, uh, I, I would kind of, was in and out of the group chat today and it looked like we had maybe suggested or said we were doing one topic and then it seemed like we maybe pivoted to another one and i don't know if there was a consensus on what the topic was so i thought we uh, went with the one that you pitched at the end there did i pitch one (laughs) today Yeah. yeah what are you watching right now on the tv well, um, it's related I've to that. Two things on. I've got the Vegas Knights. They just scored again, two nothing. Um, oh, you've got two, two, got two TVs. Golf, what golf what frat are you in? Pardon? You have two TVs. What frat are you in? <laughs> are you hitting dollar beer night? You know, <laughs> tomorrow. Dude, yeah. dude, touch grass. <laughs> all right. It's, oh man, I thought we were doing the caddying thing. Okay, I uh, mean, let's let it rip. Uh, yeah, uh, our boy Vic. Um, what's our reasoning here? Just fucking tell me why, why we're doing this. I, because it was like a story that it was like, oh, Victor Hovland, what, what do you win? Like 3.9 yesterday? Yeah, yeah. and he, he and just then, won a tournament. I he, mean, yeah, like a mate. And then he's caddying for his buddy today. So it's just like Baltimore people that you would want to, like, that you would want to caddy for. I don't know. Sure. I thought it was interesting. 
Yeah, Baltimore, just, you know, athletes, figures, things of that nature. All right, we usually have the Smythe man here to do, like, the randomizer or whatever he does. How do, how do we want to do the, uh, the order here? Do you not have a randomizer? I'm pulling one. I'm trying to pull one up right now, but I don't know how to work it. Three-way randomizer. Random number between one and three. Uh, I will say Jake is one, Eric is two, I am three. We all go with that? Yep. And I'm just going to hit the randomizer. It's one, so Jake is first. Mm. Okay, now I got to take... One out. Okay, so one random number between two and three. It's two. Wow. That's just an order. Cool. Great work, Internet. That's great work. So what do we got? Random as it gets. It's me first. Then who? Then Eric and then myself. Okay. And then it's myself, Eric, and Jake. You know how that snake works, right? Famously, yes. I'm aware. Okay, so for my first overall pick, this kind of feels like a pretty obvious one-one to me. I, I we'll see if you guys agree, Brian, in particular. I think you're going to have this one on your big board. I'm going to go with the big man. I'm going to go with Steve Bashotti. Get out to caves with him for a day. See how that game's looking. Uh, we know he's he's a big big fan of the game of golf, and I feel like you know it's kind of like do you want to get lunch with? Do you want a million dollars or get lunch with Jay Z? I would always pick get lunch with Jay Z because you're the life lessons you learn there are just going to be fucking just completely indefensible. I would play play around to golf with Steve Bashotti or caddy for him and just learn learn how he built tech systems from the ground up out of that basement in Towson or whatever he was doing with his cousin. And uh, I'm going to start my own business and become very successful and leave you schmucks in the dust. So, no, I'm just kidding. I, I would turn this into a very successful outfit. Obviously, nice. I appreciate that. Um, I mean, good pick. Yeah, I, he'd be in the mix for sure. I don't know that I'm jumping, you know, jumping to take him one one, but uh, sure, yeah. Okay, you're, you're, it's a strategic pick. I, I see what you're going for there. Yeah. Me now, I will go again. If there was someone that I could caddy for and just kind of ride around or walk around the course with, I mean, it's got to be Cal. That's a, that's a decently wide open layup, I think. Yep. Again, the stories, crushing beers, watching him kill golf balls. Like, yeah, sign me up. I'm sure he's got a good swing. You know, I, you know what? Now that I think about it, I haven't really seen. I've never really seen videos of Cal playing golf. We gotta we gotta talk to Ryan and see if we can set up a round with him. I feel like he'd be amenable to that. Yeah, we could. Do that, that seems reasonable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Six four doesn't really lend itself to um, a great golf game. Yeah, it's not possible. Obviously, that's what Dustin Johnson is, but um, it's a lot of limbs, a lot of lanky. You know, there's just a lot of things moving. Yeah, speaking so. from personal experience, it's not great for having a really tight golf game. Well, and we, again, we saw Ogden today, and that was <laughs> that, right. that was that was a great video. But yeah, I think Cat was a pretty uh, it's a pretty easy answer for me. Yeah, no, that's he was probably number two on my big board. So, B. Rye, I'm going to take Justin Tucker. I just want to like really get in the weeds with him, and I don't know that he would get in the weeds about golf or kicking or anything at all. I just know that he'll get in the weeds about something. 
Um, and I'm a renowned golf ball finder. I have a lot of practice finding golf balls literally in the weeds. So I'm here to get in the weeds on multiple fronts. I know he's a member at BCC and I, I, I've heard some things that his golf game isn't all the most tidy, um, but I think he's learning and he's getting the ropes and I'm sure, you know, if he gets the bug, he's just going to nerd out about it and he'll be scratching no time. That's surprising so I that he's be a not part good. Of that I would have thought he would be. Yeah, he, he seems like a guy who gives it 100, like everything. And like if he's interested in something, he's going 110% like directly into it. He's consuming everything he can in that field. So, Well, you were putting yeah, in the group chat today that he's actually an opera singer and he also raps too. I had never heard that. You you were just oh, dumbfounded no. by that. So, No, you've, you're probably thinking of the wrong guy. Yeah. I'm not really going to stray far here with the next pick. He's a guy who literally owns golf courses. I'm going to go with Joe Flacco. Um, that McDonald's money uh, really paying off in a big way. Him and Jaws just buying a couple courses in South Jersey. Um, do know that he actually does have a little bit of a golf game. Six foot six there. He's figured that one out. Um, also killer softball swing. I did one of my favorite blogs from way back in the day that's been lost to uh, the dev nest, but um, yeah, there's picks out there at his softball swing. He's absolutely mashing balls at MT Bank. Um, so, but anyways, Joe Flacco, I don't know if he'd be the best hang per se, but he's just a hero. And um, I just, I, I would love to be here to serve him. That, you know, that's what caddying is at the end of the day. You're serving and uh, he, he deserves the best. And I would provide him the best caddying service um one could possibly provide it's some uh some woms games vibes for me there i live to serve that's correct i go to jail for for joe flacco yeah good pick he was on my board yep all right kind of taking another just layup i mean we've seen pipe balls that uh popped off we've talked to him about badly i think i think it's a very easy one mm. Again, pick his brain about whatever, and and watch him just absolutely demolish uh, golf balls right down the middle of the fairway. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, I got the chance to talk a little golf with him actually when we uh, when we hung out. Uh, comes from a good state for it, you know, Oregon. A lot, a lot of a lot of solid courses out there, uh, as it turns out. So, Adley, uh, yeah, that's that's another great pick. Um, it's interesting the age dynamics there, like caddying for a younger guy, you know who's just the best at everything. I, I think I would be intrigued by that. What are we really going to talk about? But I don't know. We, we had some pleasant conversations with him. So uh, yeah, Adley, good pick there. Uh, to close out my round two, I'm going to stick in the Orioles, uh, you know, thing here. And this could, this could be an interesting one, maybe a little polarizing. I love this guy. I know some people, it's not that they don't love him, but they're maybe a little worn thin on his shtick. But I would go out on a course with this guy for five hours and listen to him talk about himself and Cooperstown and his, you know, Hanes underwear uh, ads that he did back in the eighties. I, I got to go Jim Palmer to close out round two here. I just think that will be a really fun day of chatting with Jim and, you know, I'm joking around there, but like in all seriousness, he does seem like a very good dude. And that would be a, a fun day out on the links. I think probably, probably has some game. You got to think. Well, I was back in the so. day. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good pick. That would that would be a fun one. The stories you would hear. Yeah. That that would that's a good pick. Mm. I like that. Kick it off with round 3. I'm going to go with a uh, a guy who is very much 
into the game, a guy who I actually once asked the question, who would be in his dream golf foursome? I think he answered Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, and Barack Obama, uh, and that is Ed Reed. He's uh, he's big into the golf scene. Uh, he loves yeah, to smoke thanks. a cigar out there. There's a video of him playing uh, Augustus Par 3 course with Brandon Stokely and Peyton Manning. And uh, yeah, he's uh, he's big into it. So that would be that would be really fun. We've got the video of him, or the I think the picture of him playing with Sean Payton, just a hilarious visual. Uh, that would just be a really fun, funny day playing golf with Ed Reed or caddying for him. You you yeah. get some A one trash talk. I feel like too. That would be you know that would be a great hang. Oh yeah, to say the least. That's that's fine. I, I didn't know that he was like actually into golf though. So yeah, no, he's he's well, legit. He's a big he's nice golf cart guy. I know that much. Uh well, man, everyone who is not a big golf cart guy. Yeah, but there's a but video. I think like not. I think he posted it maybe like two years ago, like playing one of the par three holes um, at Augusta, and he like flushes this shot and like just absolutely hunts the pin, and then him and Stokely huddle in close, and it's like who's taking this video? And then you hear, yeah, see that right there? A couple Raven legends right there. And it's like, oh, shit, they're playing with Peyton. That's pretty cool. So <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I'm taking this guy. I'm kind of surprised. This is kind of where I thought you were going um, with your last pick. I think Bank knows where I'm going. Michael Felt would be fantastic. Crazy swing on not. that guy. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Haney Project, that was awesome. Like, yep. And then 22, that, that video of him. Is this is it really true that that's the longest televised putt ever made? The like his 160 footer or whatever. I think. I, I mean, guess, yeah. If it's not true, I hope. It, you know, I, if it's, <laughs> I don't even know how to put it. I, I hope it's true. That's all I'll say because that was that was. Sick. I, just, I just always I see that tweet. And it's like, oh, the longest televised putt ever, and I'm like, maybe I don't know. Like, who could? But say, again, really? you see that go around, and again, like the Haney project was awesome when he was on it. That was a lot of fun to watch, and again, a guy who like goes 100 percent in everything. Um, Got a lot of height on my, uh, a lot of height on my uh, my foursome or my my caddying group, I guess. But uh, yeah, that would obviously be be very fun. Again, like you know, he'd be the he'd be the guy. Yeah, have a drink or six. You know, let's 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 get a little loose out here. I think so. But he would also take it super seriously. So I'm I'm going, Mister Mister Michael Phelps, Mister Gold Medal. Good call. It's a big time name. Yeah, I I did not think that's where you were going. Um... And I'm honestly delighted to see that this has fallen to me again, just like you said, somebody who I would have thought would have been taken long ago. I'm taking Scott Van Pelt. He's in the golf realm. It's kind of his thing. It's very, he got his comeuppance um, and really uh, built a name for himself as Buster has made his presence known suddenly on the podcast. Um, Yeah, he, uh, he would be a fantastic hang. He's a member at burning tree over there in Bethesda. Um, You'd pro if you're caddying for him, you're probably in a great foursome with some other characters. Um, maybe even some that I'm not going to name here, so I won't. But uh, yeah, I, I just absolutely have to have Scott Van Pelt here. Great pick. Yeah, that's a miss. That's a miss on my part. That's a good. That's a yeah, that's a yep. fun value pick again. Value pick in the third. Yeah, and I think I think you're gonna love this fourth pick here too. I don't know that he actually plays any golf whatsoever, but I'm here for the conversation, uh, the wisdom that would be imparted upon me. I'm talking Buck Showalter. He would be fantastic to walk uh, a nice 18 holes with, maybe catch a beer in the clubhouse after, you know, what have you. It would just be such a delight to listen to. It. 
like I said, I don't know if he plays, but he would probably, if he did, he'd probably have some sort of insane viewpoint on certain things that would be so like, so inside baseball, so to speak, that I, I would just eat it up with a spin. We have to, what we have to do is get a foursome with Buck's son and you and Jimbo and just have the two doppelgangers out there just running around <laughs> yeah. having a, having a grand Spider-Man yeah. meme just pointing at each other. Yeah. I'm here for it. You know, <laughs> that's, that's a fun thing. Yeah. Yeah. Don't like the couch. Dude. Uh, me next, right? Bank duty too. Yeah. Yes. Um, I take it, and again, this is kind of where I, th- I thought you may go here. Um, he's connected to your guy Banks, but I'm going. I'm going Adam Jones. Again, don't know if he plays. Don't know his his history with the game. Um, but you want to talk about again a guy who's going to have fun and make conversation, and again, just enjoy every second out there. And like again, I've, I've said it every time, but the stories that I'm sure he could tell and talk about would be would be a fun. So I think Adam would be a fun a fun guy to uh, follow around again, help or do whatever do whatever you got to do for him out on the uh, out on 18. That's an interesting one. That's an I I would be curious to see what that would be like. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back and you know defy the laws of time here a little bit, and I'm gonna go with uh, one John Constantine Unitas. I think he did play a little bit back in the day. He's actually buried uh, out next to Fox Hollow Golf Course. I feel like that would be an interesting day. He's a guy who uh, who knew how to have fun, who knew how to make fun of himself a little bit, and uh, get out there with the old uh, the old metal woods and the old whatever persimmons they were playing back in the day. Just kind of throw back. If I could hop in a time machine and go caddy for Johnny Unitas, I feel like that would be one hell of a day. Can't argue with it. Yeah. Would you only if you want the black high dogs? Yep. What uh what course do you think he played at back then? It must have been Fox Hollow, right? Yeah, one would think, maybe. Probably I mean Pine Ridge, you know, that was famously popping at the time. I mean it's still great, but probably popping at the time, you know? Yeah. You gotta think uh Elk Ridge Club. He was probably able to get in there a time or two. I don't know sure. if that really. I don't know if that kind of club would really fit who he was as a person, but it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> These are big questions. Yeah, probably big Oakmont guy too. Was it? That would make some sense, right? Yeah, when he you know visited out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, him yeah. and Jack. Sure. More Arnold out there, but sure. Yeah, no, you're. I, I blanked on that. <laughs> it's okay. Jack's more of a buck tech guy. Um, okay. Hmm. All right. This is kind of a mail in, but I'm going to go with Denny McCarthy. <laughs> Just give me a, let me caddy okay. one That's round right. for Denny McCarthy. Have him get like a top 10 finish and let that just set me for life. Whatever, whatever amount of money I'd make on that. I would take it. Play with them at, do what? An Argyle. Play with them in Argyle or something. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm saying like get me on a on his on his bag for a PGA Tour event. I'm sure I would be great at it. Probably better than his caddy, you know. Right now, I know he just almost won a tournament there, but I would have made it so that he didn't bogey his way in uh, at the Memorial, and he would have got it done against uh, Big Dick Vic, and I would have been raking in the payday there. Danny McCarthy, it's, it's, it's a money game with you now. Yeah, you're not talking about memories or anything like that. Well, no, it's not. You know, apparently a very a very Nice, good guy. I've, I've, you know, some mutual friends, some people uh, in the area talk very highly of Danny McCarthy. Also, no laying up as a recurring bit that he kind of looks like Lee Harvey Oswald. So we could talk about that a little bit. 
Um, wow. Sure. Sure. Yeah. There's only one professional golfer I can really think of from here. I mean, I could have gone with Jim Thorpe, you know, Ooh. shout out to Morgan State, who was sick, but. I've got a guy, one, but I'm not going to take him. Isn't there, wasn't there a guy who went to the Naval Academy? Who was that? Um, oh, yeah. There's another one. No. Yeah, a couple years no, you're ago. Close, I don't think you're close. Close, but. Sounds like Billy Horschel, but. What? It says it Billy Hurley, the third. That, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. Sorry to spoil picks. Um, my it's last good. one, and it, this was kind of put on by Brian's pick. Um, Earl Weaver out on a golf course would be <laughs> mm-hmm. so much fun. The yeah. stuff he would say after he tops the ball or like shanks one right, you know, gets wet, anything like that. The the like one liners and the little chirps to himself would be just incredible. Like would have you laughing for days. And he, I feel like he would also be like the kind of like the shooter McGavin, like ah five iron. Eh? Well, you're hired. Like what I need you know, to see with with Earl club. Weaver is like I need him in a star, like a crashy old starter who's like just really annoying and like has to look over your receipt and do everything. Like I need him and Earl Weaver to kind of get into it and just kind of get chest to chest with each other, like talking about the fucking greens fees and like you know cart path only and stuff I like that. See, yeah, I could see him being a starter and being yeah. you know get your fucking ass up there. Get it's time to hit this ball. Balls you know, in like, the air, boys. Let's go. Ball, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, can I maybe a late submission for the hot take of the week? Starters that are in huts that have like windows to them, I don't care for that. That's no good for me. I don't know, just no thank you. Being be a member of society. Yeah, I want to. I want to. Especially, I guess you get this vibe down at the beach, but like, I want an older guy who's just really carefree, just wants to chop it up. You know, crack some some low hanging fruit type of jokes, and uh, yeah, just tell you a little bit of how it's rolling out there. I don't me want and, uh, me and the Sizzler had a guy at Run Point who was just giving us the full Monty. Like he was just going through, you know, gentlemen, have you played here before? And uh, you know, he's just like that, that. He just gives the whole rigmarole, Mister 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 Pete and Alice die. You know, they they designed this course back and whenever like that. Whole, I I, I kind of like that rigmarole. It's fun. Me too. When it's it's very uh, bullet point oriented, and it's like this is not his first rodeo. Given oh, yeah. the rundown here, it's like yeah, today uh, the pins are playing position B, and uh, make sure on holes seven, eleven, thirteen, and seventeen that you stay on the cart path. Uh, be careful out there. The, the the greens were punched two weeks ago. It's just the whole thing. I just want I want it to be bang, 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 and like guy knows exactly what he's talking about, and then. Um, he tells you to hit them straight. Mm. I don't want the window. That's um, I'm thinking of Pine Ridge specifically. I don't care for the window check-in. The Pine Ridge it's people are the, the Pine Ridge people really get on my nerves too because my brother is late to every fucking tea time ever. And then like me and me and my friend that are always there on time, they're giving us shit about him being late. And then he rolls up to the tea and they're like, "Oh hey, nice to see you, Mister Mister Luke. Like welcome to the the fucking round." And it's just like we have to take all the shit. We're the pain sponge for you. Correct. While uh, yeah. you know, God, just brutal. Those those guys got to get it together at Pine Ridge. Yeah. Not to call you out, yeah. but get it together. I'm kind of calling them out there, and I'm fine with it. They're, they're oftentimes a little crotchety there. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, um, I, I suppose it's time for the final pick here. Um, I was going to go very specific and kind of like straight and narrow, uh, maybe a little bit literally left field. 
type of pick here. Mm. Uh, but I'm actually going to go a different direction because Spenny, not Spenny, Jesus Christ, Jake, your uh, your Johnny Unitas pick has inspired me to go with Babe Ruth here. I think mm. Babe Ruth on the golf course when you're just just downing dogs at the turn and, oh, and slugging yeah. beers and want to give him the modern day equipment and just see how far he can he can yak them, just hit them deep. Um, probably zero short game whatsoever, so he might be working hard there, but that's okay. That's okay. We're out there for the for the beers. It's, there's a time and a place. Imagine uh, imagine Babe really. Ruth and like the the Lululemon like yoga but make it golf type <laughs> pants today, like fucking. <laughs> the really tight, like, rowback shirt. He's got, like, the fucking yoga pants on. Like, he's got some, like, hat Rowing with, like, the stupid shirts. letters on it. Like, that. I I do need to see that now that, now that you mentioned it. Raw. Yeah. He's looking <laughs> he like would, blocky out there. He would uh, miss holes 10 and 11 because he would still be at the, the turn, and you guys would be like, no, George, 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 we got to like, go. Just waving people through, like, ah, you know, I'll yeah. jump back when I'm ready. Yeah, I'll get you a 12, or like I'll see a 13 or something like that. He's just house of dogs, know. like spitting game. He's He'd also, yeah, if girl comes by, he's probably got a few uh, few things to say. Hey, watch this, boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He'll give you like yeah. an elbow, like, hey, watch definitely, this. You know, definitely, you know, probably have the freedom to do that, given he killed his wife and everything. Yeah, um, no, he, he definitely also talked in the mid-Atlantic accent or whatever they call that, too. Like, yeah, see, honey, we got a dame coming up to us here. How about we stop us and get a few cold ones here? Champagne or beers, yeah? What do you think, boys? Yeah, he would, he that would sounds say something exactly like, like Babe Ruth. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Calling my shot here, That's see? Okay, yeah. Yeah, he points to every hole being like, ah, remember? remember There's that? the green. Yeah, we you get it, George. Yeah, we get, get it. the ball, dude. Yeah, just fucking tee off, dude. Oh, you God, look ridiculous in and you're pocket. fucking, yeah. Get him in some Jay Linden. He's definitely a pocket, 100% pocket dog guy. Yeah. Okay. Good pick. Solid Thank pick. you. All right. Well, that is the draft. So round one, I took Steve Bashotti. Eric took Cal Ripping Jr. Brian got Justin Tucker. Uh, Brian looped back around with Joe Flacco. Eric took Adley Rutschman. I took Jim Palmer. I go with Ed Reed on the snake. Eric gets Michael Phelps. Brian takes Scott Van Pelt. Brian takes Jimbo, uh, excuse me, Buck Showalter. Eric goes with Adam Jones. I go with Johnny Unitas and uh, just a personal favorite pick of mine, just a sentimental one, and Denny McCarthy. Uh, and then Eric goes with Earl Weaver. Brian takes George Herman, quote unquote, Babe Ruth. Uh, solid, solid draft from all of us there, I think. Really, really good picks. All around. That was a fun yeah, I think we I think we did well there to think on our feet a little bit, or at least I did. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I was going with BJ Surhoff, by the way. He's he's That's a your guy. I feel like you're just always he's a better than better than scratch. He's a member at Hayfields. He's out there a lot. He actually played caves the day before I did. Had his same caddy as I did. So yeah, we, I we get it too. You played caves a lot about BJ Surhoff. Yeah, I, you know, played it twice. It's not not a big deal or anything. Um, but uh, yeah, BJ. Uh, yeah, one from left field. Okay, solid, solid. I like it. My, my, I have one on. I have one honorable mention, and it was uh, again another Orioles outfielder, Brady Ann. Sure. Yeah, we've seen it. We've seen his swing. He's got some golf videos out there. He's just he could smoke it. We know all about uh, Wink, Brian. I feel like if he was still here, we probably one of us would have taken him. Um, yeah, played, yeah, yeah. He, um, right behind him in the um, the Jimmy's tournament yeah, that one year. He's, he's, he's a he's a player. Um, he is. Um, Brady, though, Brady Anderson would, would be working that, that Mark Wahlberg uh, routine for Wake sure. Wake up at 4 a.m., yeah, run, run 18 playing. holes. 
run 18 holes in, you know, 45 minutes or something. If Brady was on that plane, then, things would have went down. I was going to say, then, then save 9 <laughs> 11. Yeah. 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 Mike McD would be fun. Mike McDonald. Um, I feel like him and John Harbaugh together in a foursome or a twosome or whatever it be, that would be, that would be fun to watch. Kind of like a, a father son situation. A, uh, I think he's a BCC guy as well. That wouldn't shock. But so you were talking about the singer, Michael McDonald. So like, yeah, it could be <laughs> cool, I guess. Shout out to Steely yeah. Dan. He's <laughs> like, sure. Didn't know he had Baltimore time. No, I wish. <laughs> Bob Parsons. Isn't that in uh, 40 year Virgin when he's like, if I hear this fucking Michael McDonald song one more time, yeah. kill myself. Yep. <laughs> Shout out to Paul Rudd. Anyone else? Any honorable mentions? Okay. Yep, that's what I got. Yeah, All right. Well, that'll do it on another starting five. Very nice work. Last thing before we get out of here, Nick Kaner Medley, Maryland Man of the Week. Who wants to start us off here? I'll go. I'll jump right in here. I'm going with Lamar Jackson's balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just elite balls. Can't beat those balls. Best balls in the biz, some would say. Um, I don't think I really need to say anything more. Mm. His balls are great. I mean, it, it was a quote. It was definitely balls. a quote. Maybe the best balls. Mm. Twisted balls. Yes, in, in layman's terms, yes. <laughs> Twisted dick! <laughs> um. I'll, I'll take this one. I'll go. Um, my honorable mention is Hanson. I can't Hansen. stop listening to the fucking Umbop 2.0. It's incredible. It's so good. If you haven't listened to it, listen to it. It's on replaced. Um, it's just, it's a great song. The original is is a such a banger. And like, I blogged it and I said, people don't realize, like, remember the chokehold that Umbop and Hanson had on america for like a summer or however long it was it's a fantastic song you're not listening to it like not in the long it's just you're missing out and it's it's fantastic so i'm happy that we're in a world where umbop is back and 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 all our old favorite when we were kids fallout boy and and um and newfound glory and all them are back and but umbop just is really puts like the uh the cherry right on top mm. i gotta check that out you've been you've been really evangelizing for that uh, so yeah, I'll look into it. Uh, for me, I, I guess got sentimental pick today, really close, close to my heart. Um, it was kind of heartbreaking to see what happened on Sunday, but I just got to go Denny McCarthy, Lo- local boy makes good, you know, almost gets it done. And, uh, I was just hanging on to every fucking shot, just rooting for him, uh, to pull through, to just, you know, rise this area up that could really use a little bit of a, a little bit of shine, you know, this DMV area, which Baltimore is very much a part of definitely in the DMV. So Denny McCarthy representing us all. We love you, man. I, my voice is cracking a little bit right now, trying to get through it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I got to give him a shout out. Um, in all seriousness, in all seriousness though, having a great year, um, really probably should have won that thing. It's unfortunate, but, uh, yeah, Denny McCarthy, Maryland man of the week. He's a Maryland man, Jim Nance, not a Virginia man. Yeah, well said. He, um, he's not even a guy whose game should fit that tournament per se, but he just played his balls off and was so close to getting it done. And he'll he'll break through with the win at I don't know the RSM Classic or or something that's a little more shorter and where he can really stick out with the that that flat stick that he's got. But uh, 
gutted to to see it happen to him and and gutted to hear him talk after about you know just how heartbroken he was um but shout out to him by the way it was fred funk is the is the other guy to really? consider as yeah. an honorable mention. yeah he, yeah, he, he lived um he lives right up the street from my parents or like that house is like two miles away from my parents house why did i not know that freddie i don't know I'll let you turn he's only oh he's only 66 huh, i thought he was older then did, wasn't he the golf coach for a while too I don't know if he was. I thought he, he did have some success on the Champions Tour. Is he related to Jake at all? <laughs> I, I don't believe. I don't so. believe so. They're from the same area, yeah. it looks like. A question I've never considered, but it would be news to me. Tacoma Park. Jake is from what? He's Southern Maryland Tomatis. too, right? Jake. Yeah, he's, that's a, that's a, that's Brian's area. Yeah, he's he's right down the road, right down. They could be related. Blast Taylor. I mean, Blast Taylor, I'm sure that they've done research on it. We'll yeah, have them we'll do the book. That's probably a Hear the Turtle episode that we missed. Mm-hmm. We'll download Hear the Turtle. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else? Dead or Alive? Anything like that? <laughs> I may have dried up the well on Dead or Alive, to be honest. Okay. I forgot about I Dead or Alive. Do what? Cloris Leachman dead. Cloris Leachman dead. I don't know the answer. Shout out to that yeah. Andy Bernard uh, office episode. Tune in next week to find out. Uh, you got the past tense was yeah. January twenty twenty one. She gone. Never forget. Okay. All right, boys. Well, a nice tight hour and a half there. Uh, covered a lot of ground. Thanks to Spenny for popping in. That was huge of him to hop on here and uh, give us some of his time. That was great. Yeah, really, uh, really, really fun chat with him. Uh, always great shopping it up with you boys and a great another great impromptu starting five. I think uh, the less thought we put into these going into them, the better they are. So it's always great to see. Brian, it was great to see your connection hold up for almost the entire time. You had one hiccup there, but uh, tremendous stuff. And uh, yeah, just a, a fun chat with you boys, as always. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. Please check out our sponsors, Jimmy's Famous Seafood, Fed Thrill Sunglasses, Black Eyed Susan Spice Co. Uh, they are great to us. We love them very much. And uh, go and use our promo codes, all that jazz that you can find in the, uh, the show notes. Uh, thanks, as always, for listening. Follow us on social media at Exit52Podcast, pretty much across the board. I'm at Jake Luke. That's L-O-U-Q-U-E. Brian is at Borstool Banks, and Eric is at E-D-I-T-T-I-22, and that is all on Twitter. Uh, Thanks once again, and we will talk to you guys later in the week, I think.